Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm joined with Lowry. Hello. So in this podcast we're going to be talking about brand collaborations um, and then in the second part we'll be talking about um, virtual influencers and the effect that they sort of have on people and whether they're like beneficial to the industry or not. So we'll start this podcast off by talking about like brand collaborations. So do you know of any brand collaborations at all? Yeah, um, uh, yeah, not off the top of my head, I can't think of one that I've, actually, yeah, I have. Um, Conde Garcon and Converse, yeah. that's by far my favourite collab, I think. You're even wearing them right yeah, now? Yeah, I've even got them on. Um, I think it's really good when high-end brands sort of collaborate with the typical, a typical brand, you know, just to like spice things up, I think it's quite cool. Um, and also, I don't find that their stuff's too expensive for saying it's a really... It's, like, a high-end brand. Yeah, it's quite reasonably priced, yeah. actually. Um, and it's, like, stopped in Selfridges and flannels and stuff. So for saying it's really high-end, it's not... I don't think it's too expensive, to be It's honest. quite, like, an accessible brand for yeah, anyone, definitely. really, to, like, buy. Because if you have a small, like, disposable income, then you would just save. But then, obviously, like, if you have a large, then you could just go and buy them so the reason like this is kind of linked to sustainability is because each of these things are like bringing in new audiences yeah um so like you say with the Comme de Garçon and the Converse um it brings it brings in like a whole a whole new audience so makes a target audience a lot wider as well doesn't it yeah brings new faces to a brand and instead of buying like something from like each brand like you're buying just one one yeah instead i sometimes think that collaborations are much like i feel like they they when they're making the product they think into it a lot more and some of the designs and stuff are a lot more nicer and they seem like more like genuine if that makes sense yeah and without realizing you're thinking more sustainable like sustainable yeah that makes So I wanted to just ask you a few questions. So obviously you mentioned earlier that you have bought into the Converse and Comme de Garçon brand collaboration. Um, Do you think that that's like the brand have done that sort of to be more sustainable or do you just think that it's another sort of, they are, I would say they're sort of mid-range brands, especially Converse. Um, Do you think that it's sort of like, means that people are buying it like a fast fashion brand or it still has that exclusivity of like a normal it's quite a weird collaboration thinking about it because obviously converse have that background of maybe not being so sustainable um just because obviously it's a typical shoe that a lot of people buy and then in a few like months just get rid of it or but i feel like converse actually have been around for years and they never they never die if that makes sense yeah there's always like a new trend like i know that when the whole platform shoe became a thing obviously the double so- they're, they're always on trend and they yeah. always know what to do um but it's quite funny collaboration when they did it with Comme de Garçon because obviously they're known to be a sustainable brand to collaborate with somebody who maybe isn't so sustainable would also help converse move across the line if that makes sense yeah definitely um, but honestly with these shoes i do think I don't know how sustainable the physical shoe is. I, I don't know the background of it being made, but I think I've had them for about three years now. 
yeah and they, they're not going out of fashion anytime no, soon are they i mean i constantly see like people i think she want the black ones for yeah. her birthday <laughs> yeah exactly and, they, and like i see people wearing them and i i like appreciate the shoe i'm not very much of a, like a converse wearer yeah. like i have a pair of converse and i don't really wear them yeah. so i perhaps wouldn't buy into the brand just because as a shoe i don't think they suit me yeah but i appreciate them on other people and when you wear them i think they look nice yeah it's it's one of them things and i feel like the styles that they came out with were really nice and really i think they did well of collaborating the two yeah because sometimes when they when they like collab and stuff it's sometimes one branded heavy if that makes sense yeah and you're like mm, i'm not sure but i think the way they merged them together has been such a good hit and obviously you can see that with the amount of people that wear them. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm from doing like primary research as well. People are more likely to buy something when it has been like in a collaboration. Yeah, definitely. As they're buying one product but from two separate brands rather than buying two products from yeah. different different things. And I feel like for such a high-end brand, it's not too expensive. Yeah. Like they're not they're not ridiculous, like they could have put the price up they a lot. They could, definitely, and they would still get just as many sales as they do now. Yeah. But I think that's nice of them because they know that, at least I know when I'm paying that price, that these shoes will last that long. I know they have because they I mean, they look have. brand new. Like, I'm looking at them now and they look brand new. But you do take care of your shoes. Yeah. Perhaps I try with... to, just because I don't want to be the girl that buys loads of shoes for the reasoning of my shoes are broken. Yeah. I'd rather look after them and have more than one pair of shoes and buy another pair that makes sense. yeah so you're like sort of being like su- sustainable like you're a sustainable shopper in that way without yeah. even like realizing it i do it. care about everything that i own really just because i'd rather it last me longer rather than know that i've just spent 80 pounds on a jumper that i've just trod on on my bedroom floor yeah like, it just doesn't doesn't add up whereas with me i buy a lot <laughs> and don't have it for as long <laughs> Yeah, that's not good, is it, Yasmin? No, you tell me off all the time. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to the second part of the podcast. Um, so I'm joined with Lowry Still. Hello. Um, and in this part, we'll be talking a bit more in detail about virtual influencers. Um, so first of all, I just wanted to start off by if you knew like what they were yeah um i didn't really know much about them till obviously we sort of learned about them yeah in like educational ways and stuff but um also this is what i was talking to renea about actually um on tiktok recently you know how it's just full of scandals tiktok is in general yeah yeah, yeah. and it's like molly made this molly made that and it was like sort of sagging molly may off and talking about pretty little thing which obviously not the best for sustainable fashion anyway yeah um, and then um, it was talking about the virtual influencers and it's like showed them and I can't believe that I've I've learned about it but I didn't think they were actually using them. They're all over Pretty Little Things website. Yes, I've seen a TikTok, TikTok about this. And yeah. it was slamming Molly May and it was basically saying because she did this face wash ad on a story the other day and she was praising them for being so sustainable. And they were slamming her on TikTok because they're basically saying, how can you be so interested in sustainability if you're going to walk in and be the main face of Pretty Little Thing? Yeah. 
completely i i do agree with that i do think pretty little thing and doing like some things change but i don't think pretty little thing can ever be like sustainable because it's a fast fashion brand but i also don't think that they think about the drama that comes alongside this i think they use it for promotion because personally. ultimately this whole virtual influencer thing i just look at it and think we're going back in time yeah because I, w- I was saying this um, to Amelia on her podcast that the whole thing with me with influencers are you trust their opinion and it's based off like the human body yeah it's you, not a human yeah and virtual influencers how can you like empathize with someone or like trust what they're saying yeah. about a project because they're being programmed to say that yeah it's it's literally the face of pretty little thing putting in good words of a virtual influencer to just spray it around yeah as if it's nothing and then when they're on the website like wearing these clothes you just think to yourself that's a robot that's not me how am i going to fit into that exactly it's not the same like body shape or anything i often look on pretty little thing for example because we're just talking about that anyway um but you know like the size guide yeah and i'll look what the model's wearing the thing is the virtual models have that underneath but it says this model is wearing a size six. That, but what? it's not a human, no. so how it like the these virtual influencers are like built off the ideal face, the ideal image. body. Yeah, like it's a robot. It is literally a robot. So there's like massive movements at the moment which are like um social media is fake like trying to make it a little bit more real like more personal and then people are coming in like trying to program these like influencers that are robots and you're now comparing yourself to a robot like it's it's embarrassing for for them to think that it's okay and it's just going back to this whole barbie doll phase this whole you need to look like this you're meant to look like this weren't we like supposed to get out of that phase like two years ago have you ever like um like any influencers at all have they ever like promoted a product that you've then been like oh yeah you know what like yeah a lot of the time a lot of the time it's more clothes it's more i'd be like say we're going to a party yeah yeah. and i have nothing to wear but then on not even an influencer just like someone on tiktok yeah and i'm just like oh my god it's i think it's because I look on TikTok and I see just a normal girl wearing yeah. a dress and I think I'd much rather see her wearing it than Molly May. Yeah. Because I know she's capable of and getting editors to just Yeah, and it's a video as well, so it's very hard to like edit a video and like sort of catfish. Exactly, yeah. You can really see like how it looks. Um and I think like TikTok is a massive platform now being yeah. used for like promotion. I think that's not helping our whole sustainability because it's it's easy like seeing the shopping links literally like you just see it on tiktok and someone will be like oh i've tagged it in my bio yeah you just click on the bio and you've got it yeah literally and i'll i'll often do that you know like if i see someone like posting like some uh, a nice top or something on like an instagram story i'll like click on it and go and like put it to my wish list exactly definitely. and the amount of times i do that it's actually kind of scary because you do it without even you just thinking do it. or realizing yeah, honestly it's it's bad but I suppose it is helpful, but it's just contributing more and more to fast fashion, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and that landfill and, like, from, like, things that we spoke about in the first um, episode of this series, um, like, the sweatshops, just putting more pressure yeah. on those, it's just the adding, industry. I feel like this is the point where we need to be careful not to go back in, in time, because we came out of this whole fake person's scenario in our head 
we're now going back to that yeah then we came out of this whole phase where it was like we do better we, we won't contribute as much to fast fashion now we're going back into that and it's just making sure that we're going forward and not stepping back through just like guilty habits yeah exactly and through doing like primary research and asking people as well literally everyone said that they would prefer to like get opinions and on items from real people yeah no 100 percent. and that's exactly what i expected i didn't why expect... would you trust some robot that ultimately has no personality or feeling yeah <laughs> and they're literally being programmed by like the companies yeah of course they're going to say the best thing about it aren't they like they're trying to get people to buy the thing yeah i think i think at the start of like this industry we like there was a problem with um influencers and people who had large followings just taking any single deal that they can and yeah. i mean you see that from like some of these love island stars Definitely. because once they come out of the villa they are just trying to make they just like, want them the money. money yeah they just want the money they just so want the fame they you just see want the you see them promoting things like skinny tea like fit what is what yeah, is it definitely. that like um detox best yes yeah, and you just think like none of it works no. um but then you you can separate like the real influencers from like what they're promoting and and you can tell by like the clothes that they, that they wear yeah, and definitely. whether it fits with their brand 100% yes, um i think with these like virtual influencers as well i think it's a bit of like greenwashing so um if anyone doesn't know greenwashing is when a brand basically says that they're sustainable does all this stuff yeah. but they basically don't have like a very transparent supply chain i see it as brainwashing to be fair yeah just it is well yeah um so they'll basically convince you that um they're very sustainable and they're not at all um no way and it's it is a bit like what these what's happening with these virtual influencers they're trying to promote products to you that um are gonna work and you'll love and it's nothing like it says it is no i don't i don't think it's helpful i don't think it's smart i think that ultimately it's worse when they get caught as well do you know what i mean like it's okay lying well it's not but i'm saying we obviously will believe you because we don't have anything different when other brands start calling you out celebrities start calling you out and you get told to be a liar you just must think to yourself if i told the truth i would never be in this situation now yeah exactly and i and i think as well like with with these virtual influencers and i actually don't see a future with them and i think they've I they've done not. it to be like more sustainable in a way of like i under i understand maybe why they've done it so that they, they're not paying all these different like people but that's it, got that's got nothing to do with sustainability it's just getting rid of jobs yeah that well, people yeah. literally people enjoy doing that. i see it in the way of think how many like, like think of a brand how many like pr packages they're like sending out yeah, a month. Exactly. if there's like five main virtual influencers that they can just like send things to but the difference is there is it, it's not an honest opinion so it's not actually it wouldn't be benefiting the brand as it was will be it's not normal yeah, people no. doing it it's not helping at all no way